Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Not, not everybody at once. I mean, we'll just we'll just not do it, I guess. Back, uh, welcome in. <laughs> it's episode number fourteen thousand one hundred twenty-nine of jobbing out. Of course, in honor of uh, the two of you being a part of the sold-out crowd for the first episode of AEW Dynamite last night in DC. Of course, the two of you being Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun. And Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live. AJ will join us whenever he feels like joining us. Lord knows. I'm here. When. I'm here. Oh, no, I AJ. said AJ. Jesus, yeah. man. Listen, come what on, What is man. going on around here, man? What is happening? All right, look, we're going to make our picks uh, coming up a little bit later on for Hell in a Cell. We'll get to that. But obviously, the story of this week is the first night of the Wednesday Night Wars since the two of you were there, we're going to let you guys talk about it and share your thoughts. I'll tell you what I thought about it as well. Uh, I'll tell you this much. What I did last night, I will never do again, which is I got home from work and watched both shows and was up until 2 in the morning watching wrestling. That will never occur again. I will have to choose one or the other. Um, I only did it because, obviously, it was the first. But, um, uh, we, you know, however you want to start, I'm going to say I don't know who's I got all the uh, background noise, but whoever wants to start. Um, I, I, I guess, Aaron, I'll start with you since you have the shorter amount of time. Uh, you were there. Your reflections on what you saw last night in AEW's first TV show. Yeah, for, I just want to say, first of all, since we're going to be talking about both shows, to, to be perfectly clear, I have not gotten a chance to watch all of NXT yet. did not get until late last night. I had a chance to watch about the first third of it or so. So I won't be able to comment on a lot of NXT. But um, as far as AEW goes... Well, we're going to need your phone to be better for you to comment on anything. Because I thought... What's up? Yeah, you got, all right. Yeah, give it another shot. Yeah, we had a little bit of a hiccup there, but we'll give it okay, another Okay, hold on. Hold on. G- give, me, give me one second here. I'm about ah. to pull the very top of the garage. So. Ah, very good. This is what's going on. I see. Uh, Brandon, did you watch... I mean, did you get a chance to watch NXT after you got home from AEW? I, d- I did. Okay. All right. Because think... I'm not an asshole. Oh! 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 Well, that makes sense though, because you're the wrestling writer for a major American newspaper, so it yes. makes sense that you would watch both shows. Go I ahead. will be watching both shows. I just have not had a chance to do it quite yet. All right. That's all. All right. Well, I didn't anyways, stay up till two in the morning or anything. I didn't. Do you, well, in order to... I'm curious. What did you watch first? I watched NXT first. I watched NXT okay. first when I got home. I watched AEW after that. Okay, I was just, I was curious. Was okay. I was just curious. Um, so about AEW, it was interesting because as as I was talking to Brandon after the show and while we were watching the dark matches and stuff, which by the way, the dark matches after the show were really damn good. But um, like, it was a very good show. It was a, sh- it was an enjoyable show. It was a show that you know I was saying that you know as good, if not better, than a lot of Raws and Smackdowns that I've been to recently. 
But for your first show ever, you would just... I, I was expecting something bigger. And yes, Jack Swagger came out, but... Like, if that's what your, you know, your big shocking moment of your first show is, like, I get it, and that might have been intentional, that they don't want to be relying on gimmicks and stuff, but in a lot of ways, I think you needed to rely on that a little bit more for your very first show and bust out something really big on the first show. Um, by the way, I felt the same way about NXT last night, uh, just for the record. I, I didn't think NXT did enough in, in purposely... You know, they set up this idea that they were doing a mega show. Well, it, it, it kind of was cookie cutter, right? Like, it kind of went outside of Finn Balor. Uh, Brandon, where, where are you right now? Are, are, are I you, am Ramsad. Are you, I'm trying to find a place that doesn't right, sound like right, shit, which right, is very right, hard. All right, all right, Apparently. Yeah, we'll do, our, we'll do our best to make that work. Um, outside of Finn Balor, and again, at the end, Tommaso Ciampa, and that's cool. I'm not saying that neither of those things were cool. It also left me feeling like it was sort of a cookie-cutter show. I think that they should have pulled the trigger on a title change last night um, in order to have had that big moment that everybody was sort of talking about. Instead, I kind of felt the same way about both shows, which was they were both really good shows, but neither one of them had that one thing that I was freaking out about still the next day. Um, uh, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I mean, I think NXT did it. I think AEW did not. I think when you but, go Finn, Finn Balor to NXT is fucking huge. Like, that is an enormous change in the landscape of NXT going forward. Tomasa Ciampa coming back, also huge change, huge, um, huge implications for going forward. AEW did nothing to give me huge implications for going forward. They, all they did was support the pay-per-view that they're promoting uh, in Baltimore, which is they, they did the cookie-cutter thing, which you knew. You know, the guys I'm sitting with, Aaron, and the other guys that are uh, wrestling guys, you know, they were fooled into thinking that something real was going to happen at the end of that show. The whole time, I'm telling them Cody's coming out. And they're like, no, it can't be Cody. It's got to be some big surprise. And, well, it, it and, and sort so Cody of was, came out, and then Jack the Swagger yeah. comes out. But before that happened... Somebody said, well, it could be Jack Swagger, but if it's that, then that's really stupid. I think that was me like, who said that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then when it happened, you know, and Aaron, Aaron aside, I'm not talking about Aaron, but other people. And, and I walked around the building after Aaron left and just listened to the way people were talking about the show. And what it was to me was a bunch of people talking about this show the same way that, like, a boyfriend who gets dumped by their girlfriend talks about the girlfriend that they desperately want back like it's like well you know oh well you know it was a pretty good show I mean, jack swagger came i mean that right. was cool it was like so, they're talking themselves into so i, I i'm uh, oh oh damn it hang on you made me drop the other guys hang on damn it yay uh, of course that's wonderful i'm in the middle of doing this thing and sorry i'll get both these guys back aj's here I got to add Brandon and Aaron back to this call now that AJ's here because AJ decided to grace. I mean, let's be honest for a second here. Yeah. The show is so much better this way. Yeah, something like that. I apologize to everybody as Brandon was in the middle of making a point. And I was actually going to fight with him as he was making that point. By the way, Aaron, uh, AJ, did you get to watch both shows last night? No, I didn't. Uh, I DVR'd AEW and I'm about to watch it. Okay. Um, but, but I haven't seen AEW yet. Uh, I, I'm, I've seen Raw and NXT. All right, all right. Of course, for God's sakes, why would this? Why wouldn't this be the case that I can't get these guys back now? It's the story of my life that I can't get these guys back. This is jobbing out, by the way. Uh, Yay! Main event, vent, 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 vent. Go ahead, do your whole spiel. You're back. 
the main event, 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 big, big, big. Thank you. AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, has uh, has made his appearance. Uh, I, I, an interesting weekend for you, by the way. I, uh, I yeah, I saw you collected. Uh, you collected, but didn't hold on to belts. Like, what was the story on that? Uh, so at Nurse Street Pro Wrestling, it was a championship scramble match. Um, and so it was a fifteen-minute time limit, and it was in fifteen minutes there were ten title changes. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! So for the internet championship. And I am now officially a three-time internet champion. So this is, is it like the equivalent of the 24-7 belt? You know what the funny thing is? They had never, like, the internet championship is a legit belt for um, Wrestling Nerds podcast. Um, they created the belt themselves. And it's never been the, it's never been in a championship match. It doesn't have 24-7 rules, none of that. But it was like, that was the first time that it ever happened. It's always been regular wrestling matches. And so they decided to add Frank to the mix for that. And now I'm a three-time internet champion. But, but you're not the current internet champion. No, I am not. See, but does... I have already filed my grievance uh, to get my rematch because I beat the current champion, Hunter Law, who came in the match as the champion uh, twice in the match. And so I believe that I deserve a rematch. Um, all one right. on one. All right, fair enough. Okay, so I think I've managed to get everybody back together. Brandon, you were running on about uh, girlfriends or something. I don't like uh, usual. So basically, I, was, I walked around the building. It was like everyone there was sort of trying to talk themselves into into how good the show was. You know, like all the conversations I heard were like, "Yeah, but Jack Swagger came out. I mean, that's that's pretty cool." Like, oh, on the women's the women's match was really good, and and uh, oh, well, you know, like we got to see Moxley, and and it was man, there was not very much enthusiasm about what happened in that show. Like, I th- I think it's what it's like what Aaron said. Well, you didn't hear him. Yeah. Say that, we, but so what what I was saying is that for better or for worse, we were comparing this show to the first Nitro, and the first Nitro. You know, whatever we go back and think of it at the time, like it was set up in a very clear way. Here's something you're not getting somewhere else in the Liger-Pillman match. Here's the long-term rivalry in Sting Flair. And here's the, you know, the former stars in Hogan and Bossman and then Luger came out. So you, that first Nitro was like, all right, this is what WCW is. This is big and this is why it's big. And with AEW, we didn't quite get that on the first right, show. So I'm going to give you two thoughts from having watched both of them on TV. Um, the better wrestling show was NXT. The better TV show was... Unque- wait, 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 yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. So, I haven't even seen AEW yet, and you're telling me that it was lackluster? I, I'm going to... Uh, let me let me finish this thought, because I'm the only person that watched both of them on TV, apparently. On TV, yes. yes. The better TV show, and it wasn't, to me, that close, was AEW. Um, this is the issue, and it's it's a weird feel, right? I don't know how this comes off when you're sitting there. AEW's never looked that good on TV. It's not even debatable. The TNT thing is such a massive bump for them that it's not comparable to anything. They looked unbelievable on TV. The pre-package where you've got um, Tony Schiavone sitting down with Sammy Guevara is a wonderful bit. That is an incredible look out of the UFC broadcast. That is awesome. They should be doing that more often. Some of the stuff they did fell flat. It just didn't come off, and I'm sure it came off terribly in the arena. 
like the 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 post interview where you're just gonna have Sammy Guevara interrupted anyway. Doesn't, yeah, it, yeah. It, it didn't work. That didn't work. That was a bad look. And the same thing after the Riho match. That added nothing. There was no point to any of it. It just sort of dragged on. The Jay and Silent Bob thing was was unthinkably bad. I mean, it was just you know, horrendous. <laughs> yeah. it was a horrendous. Everyone was commenting. Couple Everyone of was making, oh look, a, uh, a former '90s act to do a former yeah, '90s company I mean, making was, the WCW oh, joke there. Really, that was. I mean, that was very bad. The, the in arena product has mountains to climb. I mean, I mean, when when there's wrestling going on, it's fine. When there's not. Boy, is it bad. The, I mean, like, there's nothing happening. The camera's pointed at, like, the Section 304, you, just like if you're at a football game and, and you know, it's televised. You can see the camera's just staring off into space during the commercial break or whatever. I mean, they've, they've cleaned that up, but you remember going to football games and they used to do that. Like, it, it was, I mean, we commented at one point, Britt Baker came out to do commentary. Like, by the way, that was atrocious. She was awful. We, we we haven't had the opportunity yes. to hear that, but 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 when she came out, when they played the time between her entrance and the fucking match that she commentated on, felt like forty five minutes. They, look, I mean, there was clearly like, a struggle to the for point them. where people forgot she was sitting there. There was clearly like, a struggle we, for them last night and when to take commercial breaks, and they were yeah. it, look. That was. They'll I, figure all that shit out. Right. I think like, that one was. It was bad. Was more related to trying to go up against NXT and NXT essentially saying we're just not going to fucking do any commercials. So fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> and if we do, yeah. the wrestling's going to be in the fucking corner. No, they, they did that a bunch. They did that a bunch on AEW as well. There was mostly um, a, a split box as well for them when they went to commercials. So they Glenn, mostly... Glenn, I got to ask you this, and because no one else has seen or heard it, how did you feel the commentary was? Because that's. That's one thing I was talking about in the part the Drast- uh, the part yeah. of the show that dropped off improved. is that yeah. uh, I don't know, but people I've talked to said it was not good. No, dis- completely disagree. Drastic improvement from Alex Marvez being on the commentary table. It was well, it has to be right. Better. <laughs> the, yeah, Marvez didn't add anything. Yes, the, but um, all the comments were that Jr. should not be on this. Well, I mean, show. The, there is an issue with Jr. and particularly when you combine it with Shivani, where they have a tendency to just want to talk about shit that they remember. And that's that's the only issue that existed in the broadcast crew last night. Is there was a lot of, uh, hey, we're coming up in Baltimore now. Let's talk about a whole bunch of old things that we remember in Baltimore. That's not the direction that AEW should be going in. They should not be rehashing old wrestling throughout the course of the night. And that's that's the danger of having Jr. and Tony Schiavone and a broadcast crew together. Is that they are inclined to want to tell you about WCW history and w- I mean they just that's what they're inclined to do. Um, that's not the path that this should be going. The biggest issue to me for last night specifically, if somebody sat down and watched both shows, is one was in an arena and one wasn't. And the look of a sold-out arena show is always going to be very good on television, period. Like, that's just always a great look that comes off incredibly well on television. Look, NXT was wonderful. I disagree with you on two things, Brandon. Those moments were out of order. If you end the show with Finn Balor and that's how you go off the air, I think you create a little bit more of that moment because they. But, did you're, but you're but you're wrong about that because of what mm-hmm. was going I'm on. Not, I'm, that's why that was at the beginning of the show. What are you talking about? Because you're up against you another wanted. show, so that they, they put the title match first so that you wouldn't change the channel, and that was during the time where there was thirty minutes no, of I, no commercials. I get, I get they popped you they... with Finn Balor thinking, 
okay, now you're going to stick around and see what else the fuck right. happens. I, I, know, I know why they did it, but that doesn't mean that they created it. By the time you got to the end of the show, you had almost kind of forgotten about the Finn Balor thing. The but Finn, then you got Tommaso Ciampa. Right, but so we all fine. knew Tommaso Ciampa was coming back at some point. It's not like there was something shocking about Tommaso Ciampa. You didn't Ciampa. know when? People thought he was going to be no, out I was for legit three shocked. months. I was legit shocked when yes. Ciampa came I was not legitimately shocked. I was not shocked at all by Tommaso Ciampa's return. We have been Bro, talking. he had a neck injury. I, I know that we have been talking about Tommaso Ciampa for the talk last three weeks. He might not come back at all. No, not not in the last month. There is not talk in the last month about Tommaso Ciampa not coming back at all. That talk existed eight months ago. We were talking about. No, I didn't. I didn't think he was never coming back. Yes, correct. I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm saying I didn't expect him to be back until at least 2020. Yes. Well, I don't know when you were getting that. Like the word of as of the last couple of months was they were preparing for Tommaso Ciampa's return. That was the yeah, bro. But you still well, that was in the past couple of months. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean that article that, was two weeks ago when they said now now they, it's just a matter of time. That wasn't months ago. Months ago they were like I we don't know what's going on. I still knew about it, Brandon. Like you can keep doing this bit. We knew that Tommaso Ciampa was returning. There was not a debate about that. But you didn't know he was coming back last night. No, and it's fine. And nobody's saying it wasn't cool to have Tommaso Ciampa back. It's that it didn't create shock because as of a couple of weeks ago, we knew Tommaso Ciampa's return was pending. We knew I, I literally the crowd reaction. You would say whatever you otherwise. want, but I pop. I pop because it's Tommaso Ciampa. Because it's Tommaso Ciampa. Because he's awesome. Because yeah, we're crazy point. for Jack Swagger. Actually, Ooh. the crowd came. I, I saw the clip. The crowd that hurt loud my. When I haven't even seen yeah, it, yeah. and my stomach hurts from Brandon yeah. saying Do, it like that. I, Listen, you I mean, can't. I, you I, can't I say those. Those two things are equal. The crowd. Like, I, like, I mean, again, whatever happened in the arena, the crowd was into Jack Swagger coming out on TV. On TV, the, there was a great pop for Jack Swagger. There was. There was definitely a pop. Now you can say that it, it was a pop and it was then it was like oh that's the big thing but the yes. initial pop was good the yeah. initial pop it was, was good fine. I, I mean, it was I, fine my point is we, we we can't do this trump hillary thing where we're saying both shows did this there was one show that was clearly fucking better and it wasn't close i mean brandon i mean it I, wasn't i, 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 I mean close. this i mean this thought that you're inclined to like this better you're not the type of person that can have a uh, completely impartial opinion about this i'm Maybe. telling you as somebody who's inclined as well to prefer NXT, the TV show that AEW put on was to me a better TV show. I enjoyed well, I their TV, the TV show, show. I've only seen far in, better in than arena. I enjoyed. But that doesn't mean I don't think NXT didn't put on a better wrestling show. It's just that, frankly, everything was a very quick move on. Instead of creating a takeover feel, they had good matches that immediately showed they were just sort of thrown in and so we could get some championship matches. It was never going to be a night where you're going to get title changes and a real drastic feel. That's the feel that I got. The matches were all good. But it's good. a television show. You don't need to get title changes. I mean, it, 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 it's, it, that part's irrelevant. We've got two big comebacks. We've got Pete Dunn versus fucking Damian Priest going forward. Like, real things happened on this show. I, I don't know if real things happened on the other show. Well, somebody like, went through a glass table on the other show. <laughs> yeah, but literally, but it was by table. someone who we know they're fighting at the paper. I understand, but like, nobody went through a glass table in NXT, and that's an incredible moment. That's a it moment was fine, that people... But they went backwards. They're going backwards. You knew. it's it's it, Like I said, go back to last night, Aaron. I'm sitting there. I'm telegraphing exactly what's going to happen the whole show and all of you are trying to argue with me that something better than that was going to happen and exactly what i said was going to happen the well, people hold, on, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on you, you are you're 
misleading a little bit because what you said, what we were saying was going to happen is that it can't just be Cody. Like, that can't but be But you also what said that Moxley wasn't going to come out, that he was going to have some big segment. I said, no, he's just going to interfere well, in the they, match. They, and that's exactly what happened. The seg- they advertised the segment, so we thought there was going to be a segment. Do, yeah. in okay, what, I, I hang on a second. In what world do you <laughs> not think... the show, you could tell exactly yeah. what I'm so was confused by this. In what I mean, world do you not think somebody going through a glass table isn't a big segment? That is a major moment. That is an incredible visual for what you're selling as a company. Is someone yeah. putting someone else through a glass effing table? That's batshit. Nobody yeah. is doing that. You can't yeah, undersell fine. this. This is crazy. That's such a good look that came off yeah. so fucking well for them. That was a huge moment. Well, again, here's my thing. We haven't here's seen it thing. On Here's TV. my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you're telling me the better wrestling show was in next. Yes, I think the better wrestling show is NXT. Then I think that makes it the better show. Correct. I mean, and but you're also inclined to be more in. You you are your natural thing is I'm watching for the matches. We know what there you're into. And again, that doesn't. And I I think that NXT is more of the show for you. And I think AEW supposed to figure out a lot of what it is. But their presentation on TV was really largely good outside of the two things we talked about the not knowing when the fuck to go to commercial break because they're trying to compete with somebody and they hadn't had that figured out that was that was particularly the only issue that i had with them and tony Schiavone and jim ross talking about old wrestling shit the entire time that was just completely unnecessary like that out, out of curiosity since you watched it who was who kind of because there's three play-by-play guys in the booth who kind of took it's the lead the, on that it is was the, it the main like scalibur no it's it's clearly ross is it? ross is the guy but the funny part was they would start talking about old wrestling shit and you could feel immediately Excalibur is like, I'm going to go back to doing play-by-play because you assholes need to stop talking about old wrestling shit. Like, there was absolutely wow. a feel it, of that. Because I always thought, in the lead-ups and in the shows leading up, I thought Excalibur was by far the best play-by-play guy. Like, that was when it started to work, when it was JR in color and Excalibur in play-by-play. Like, that's when the broadcast I, I, I think really they, worked. Like, I think you know, it wasn't working because a lot of JR stuff was like, yeah, well... I guess that's the, what the rules are. I know. I, well, yeah, it, it works in the in the concept of the booth. Now, whether Jr. is a good broadcaster as of now in this role, yet to be determined. Oh, I don't think this is his role. I don't think. I think they need to start thinking quickly about th- this. Is not what AEW is. AEW is not supposed to be a rehash of old Southern wrestling. Yeah. Like that's not what this company is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the hot topic version of wrestling, the cool right. version of wrestling. And yeah. and Jr. and Tony Schiavone talking about old wrestling shit is not what's going to get you there. Although somebody would argue the hot topic people also like listening to Conrad's podcasts. So you know maybe they're trying to figure out the the, the mesh between those two things um, for that group of wrestling fans. Um, I, I don't again. I don't. I can't speak to what it looked like in the arena. I can speak to on TV. The TNT presentation was wonderful. I mean, it was a wonderful presentation for that show. Uh, I loved the the colorful sort of graphics around the arena. I thought that made it a more pleasant-looking show on TV. The wrestling was all good. It was all good wrestling, good matches. Um, again, I, I came away from both of shows sort of saying, I feel like that either one of them was afraid to pull the trigger on something too crazy. Yes, Finn Balor coming to NXT is a big deal, but we've been spending the last month guessing which one of these guys was going to end up on NXT. No, no, we're not going to do that, Glenn. That's what we're not going to do, okay? What? We're not. I understand that we've been talking about people coming back. We've mentioned Daniel Bryan, even mentioned Kevin Owens. 
But Mention. nobody, the, the, when Finn Balor's music hit. Of course the place went crazy because they love Finn Balor. But no, 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 I'm, just, I'm not talking about the place. I'm talking about me. Well, okay, <laughs> sure. When right. I realized that I'm about to get Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, what AEW doesn't, like, no disrespect, AEW, nothing on Raw or SmackDown either competes with Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. Well, I don't know that we are getting Finn Balor versus Adam I Cole right now. I think we're right getting now. a triple threat. Yeah, that might be the case, maybe. I don't know exactly what we're getting coming out of it. But at some point, yes, you're going to get Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, you presume. I also don't know yet if the plan, as we talked about before, is for these guys to be down there for a, a month for a pay-per-view cycle or if they're going down there for something longer term than that. We, we don't have the answer to those questions well, yet. who's these guys? The, whoever it is that they're going to have come from the main roster right now. So it's just one right now. At the moment, it's Finn Balor, correct. And he said he's here. So, I mean, I would assume he's there. And, and The Rock said he's back to WWE and I he'll mean, never, ever leave again. My God, man. Like, th- yes, he's there right now. And That's he did he never is. leave because no, no, no. he's back on Friday. I understand. I understand the question. So, Aaron, you're an asshole because he's literally back tomorrow. <laughs> That's a great point. He's been I, there the I entire time. I understand that point and the question and and why Aaron said that. I think though, if we look at the bigger picture of what their goal is with NXT, this was a needed. Like they need, and we talked about this, like you yeah. said months ago. Like they need another star on the show. That's clearly what this is. Like this isn't. He's coming down to fight Adam Cole and leaving. Like I, this is I, like there's no room for him. On the other shows, and it makes perfect sense to put him here. I I, I disagree on that's both. That's what I think it is. Right. Could we be wrong? And he goes back to Raw in a, in a month. Of course. Well, I disagree but. on both points. I I think, and I my opinion was that if you're going to do this, you should have those guys down there for a while. Aaron's point, which was, I think those guys going to be only down there for a month. I still think is relevant, which is that Finn Balor could become someone else in a month. You saying that there's somebody that they don't have room for, you could send Finn Balor right back to whatever other show you want to send him to and then have the next guy that goes appears on NXT that we're just as excited to have at NXT for a little while. Like there could be the first ever NXT champion. Right. Big E. Like that's a guy that would probably you would say they would have room to do something like that with. There's a million ways you could go about doing this. Seth Rollins, I don't know. I was going to say first ever NXT champion with oh, Rollins, but oh, yes, Biggie. Thank you. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, my bad. You're right about that. I don't think they're going to do it with Seth Rollins. I don't think he's going to Probably gonna not. I don't think he's going to be the guy that gets the opportunity to go back to NXT. Um, but it could be Bo Baron, Dallas. Right. It could be Baron Corbin at one point. Well, Bo Dallas wouldn't get that mean. Like, I like, we all love Bo Dallas. Hold on, hold on. We're not NXT gonna, Bo Dallas. I know. If he comes out as I'm that not, Bo Dallas, I'm that not, crowd in full I'm sale not will saying pop. they won't pop, but it wouldn't do what Brandon's talking about. No, of course not. No, no. I was just saying in general. You're not drawing. See that. You're not drawing big eyeballs for Bo Dallas returning to NXT. No. Uh, but there's a million things that you can do with that role. I just don't know yet. I'm not saying that this means that he's definitely only going to be there for a month. We just don't know what the plan is we right don't now know, right. for how they're doing this. And it'll be interesting to see how that thing plays out. And again, nobody's saying it didn't create a great pop or a cool moment. But I'm not waking up today like, holy shit, everything's changed because Finn Balor's on NXT. Finn Balor, to me, is the answer to a question that we've been asking for weeks, which is who from the main roster was going back to NXT because we've always assumed that that was going to be how this thing was going to play out. We have been working under the assumption that this was going to I've always assumed it, but I never thought it would be Finn Balor, ever. Why not? Why would would you, if we were talking about Daniel Bryan, why wouldn't you think Finn Balor could be the answer? Because Daniel Bryan is more niche because he hasn't been there. So it would be like, oh, he's going there. Like, I, I genuinely thought that Finn Balor 
was too big on the main roster to come down to NXT. Can, can like, I also make wait, a point wait, wait, here? Wait, wait, we literally, yeah. like, like you said, we've been talking about this for months, and never once did his name come up. So there's your evidence once. right there. I, I want to go back to something, AJ. But, did you just say Finn Balor was too big, but Daniel yeah, Bryan yeah, wasn't? That also is weird. No, me. you didn't hear. Yeah, but I, that's what I said because you hear what you want to hear. What I said was Finn Balor was too big to come down, but Daniel Bryan could come down because he'd never been there before, so it was niche. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're splitting hairs there. I, I Look, I'm not, again, I think both things can be true. I think it can also be super cool that it's Finn Balor, but to say that, hey, we never brought up his name, it's not like any of us said, well, it couldn't be Finn Balor. Like, it's just that his name wasn't the one that we threw out there. We were throwing out other names because we were just playing speculative fun time. That's all we were doing. Nobody was saying, well, there's no way it's going to be Finn Balor. That couldn't be the possibility. If somebody had said, hey, what would you think about being Finn Balor? My answer would have been, oh, yeah, that absolutely makes all the sense in the world for it to be Finn Balor. He, he's definitely a guy that they could put into that type of role, um, which is awesome and why it's cool and why I dig it and why I think it's going to create something great moving forward. All of these things can be true. Like it's, it's not like one can outrule the other in terms of how this thing plays out. It was definitely a cool moment. It's obviously cool to have Tommaso Ciampa back because he's Tommaso fucking Ciampa. Um, frankly, I was disappointed by Johnny Gargano. You fucking ended the NXT show on the WWE Network by talking about it being Johnny Gargano's show, and then his moment on your first show is stupid fucking Shane Thorne. And Shane Thorne's fine. I'm not... <laughs> It's not really me shitting on Shane Thorne. And on top of everything else, I didn't get any fucking Cameron Grimes. So I'm super pissed. <laughs> the show sucked. It was the it's biggest biggest you, you, spend the, the, you spend the first two weeks building up this superstar, and then you don't pull the trigger on it. He's your Stop. guy. The biggest crime of the entire show is no Cameron It was Grimes. a Grimes crime. You're exactly right. That, that hey, dude's that, jumping to AEW. Yeah, Aaron, Cameron Grimes. Say, that could have been our Luger moment. There Cameron we go. Grimes comes out on oh, AEW. God, actually, that would have been huge. I would have fucking popped as fuck. If that had been. Oh, I think we all would have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We might have been the only four, but we would have popped like a sub-bitch. Oh, my God. It would have been the most amazing thing ever. You build an entire show around Cameron Grimes and then take him away from me? What the hell? What the hell? I was, honestly, I was really disappointed in the Johnny Gargano thing. I really was. I was like... This is supposed to be Johnny Gargano's moment. Like, you're, he's your TV star. He's your, and then it was just sort of a match, and like a match well, that let I. We see why, right? Because WWE always puts people in compartments this way. Like, they clearly there are certain people that they want to to get the shine right now, and he could take that off. So they're just they're just reminding you he's there. I know, and but I, it's, I can't help but to be disappointed by that. I, I mean, I, I hear I, I am too because I mean he's my favorite what? personally. I think he's the face of the show, um, other than Adam Cole. I think it's, you know, there's two or three faces of the show. He's one of them. Um, so, I, you know, I get it, but bullets in the gun. You know what I mean? Oh, I right, think right, they, right. You NXT always, has but, always proven they right. keep a lot of bullets in the gun. And right. when they finally fire those bullets, it's pretty impressive. So, you know, I, I think... You guys cut out a little bit. Who are you talking about right now? Gargano. But Brandon, ah, okay. I, I, something you just said, I, I, I'm curious because I, I took it one way. I'm not sure that you meant it this way. You said WWE likes to do it that way. Is that when you say WWE, are you just the, the normal NXT or were you saying that W like the higher ups than the typical NXT got involved with that? Bro, they both do it. I think both. Stop, for, both stop of... pretending that no, they no, don't what, shine on people on NXT. No, what, no, no. I, I know that too, stop. but I, I want to. No, I'm not even. I'm asking. I'm asking what he meant by that. Whether he meant that he thought they were, they did things a little differently. That's all. No, I, I I meant that. I think that's something that 
they've done across brands always. I think that's one similarity. NXT that's, has had... rest, that's not just those shows. That's every wrestling show ever. Yeah, but, yeah, but including like independent shows, Ring of Honor, yes, all of them. They, yeah, they that, absolutely that's... do. I wasn't saying it in a critical way, AJ. Hey, I know you <laughs> used to be trying to. I, I was genuinely asking. Because people have, because of the way that it's structured, because of the way the power structure is, people do generally say WWE versus like the NXT creative team versus the WWE creative team. So when you said WWE there, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, That's well, this is, this is one thing I think they all have had in common the entire time. is, And, and I think NXT probably specifically, I, I think the other shows do it, but NXT used to do it mainly because the show was 60 minutes. Right. And they didn't have enough time to get everyone in the show. So they sort of would like, they they. You know, they they would remind like they just with Adam Cole for the longest time. Like, hey, remember this guy's really good. You know, we're not ready to put him in the title picture yet, but here's a reminder: he's here. Here's him kicking someone's ass. You know, like here's here he is, or here's a promo, or whatever. This was that for Gargano. Like, I, I understand this, what he wasn't saying. the main focus. Yes, um, they just were like, hey, remember this guy? Don't forget. And, the, he's here. and that and my my point also is NXT is so good that Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. He gets a him getting a a ten minute dope ass match is just like another part of the show. It's frankly, it's a disappointing part of the show to me. And you're right. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying, and that's why, as I said, I think it was the better wrestling show of the two. Um, I just I found myself sort of saying, boy, I really wish they would have done something bolder. I wish they would have pulled the trigger on the Candice LeRae winning the title or something of that ilk. Something. I, I honestly almost thought that was happening and then like whenever i saw the way the show was positioned i was like oh okay we're gonna start the chinks in the armor here for the um for the undisputed era by them losing the tag belt something like that right and and it didn't happen i mean that match was incredible but it didn't happen and then we learned the whole reason they did the overrun was to get the tomasa champa surprise so it was kind of like okay where are we going with it Like, like like that that's the only question i have is like Outside of the show was good, this other show was good. They both are against each other. It'll be interesting to see what the how the ratings pan out. Outside of that, is specific into NXT. Where is this going? Because now the champions feuding with two people, and we've got Gargano kind of hanging out there. Well, so, and it also comes at a time where War Games is coming up too. Correct. So, you know. so are we getting like the Undisputed Era versus like Champa Gargano, Matt Riddle, and Finn? Right. Right. If and they, so, look, holy shit. They do still right? have to address the Tem- thing. Temporary Balor Club versus Undisputed Era. I mean, who's arguing with that? Who thinks that's a problem? And they do still have to at some point address the fact that, like, hey, I know that he came out and celebrated with Johnny Gargano, and that was sort of face-ish, but, like, we all hated Tommaso Ciampa the last time he was in a ring. And now he's a face. So they do, they, they <laughs> but do, he was always going to be a face when he came of back. Of course, of course, he's going to be a face when he came true. back. But they have to but address yeah, it. So like it's, they it's have the to... next moves that really establish who he is. And yes, they do have to go. You have to have a segment where Gargano and Champa hash it out. Right, that has to happen. All right, uh, Aaron, I know you're going to have to go here. Do you, yeah. do you have any final I gotta words? Run. Uh, any final words you want to get in? Oh, oh lost you there for a second. Are you there? Okay, he's gone. Goodbye, Aaron. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. They go listen to whatever the show is that he's on. Uh, oh, da- daily line, three to you. seven every day. Thank you. And, uh, and at, at, at the A Oster on Twitter. At the A Oster. All right. Thank, thank you. All right, pal. later. Aaron Oster uh, checking out. Um, uh, he'll send us. By the way, he's gonna. He needs to text me his picks. I gotta remind him to do that because I figured that he's not. Gonna oh yeah, it. we gotta do picks. Yeah, we'll do picks in segment number two. Um, let's finish up talking about last night. Uh, as we're taping this on Thursday, we'll finish up talking about last night and then we'll get into picks in segment number two. 
Um, the, the other thing that jumped out at me in watching these two shows is the amount of strategery, as um, uh, a former president used to say, the amount of strategery involved, as much as everybody's been trying to dance around, like, hey, NXT was always going to be on TV, and it was unbelievably clear how much yes. counter-programming was involved last night and how much they were thinking about it. And Brandon, of course. the reporting, yeah. by the way, on the overrun wasn't really as much about Tommaso Ciampa was it was, as it was TNT re-aired the start of Dynamite immediately at 10 o'clock, and apparently WWE did not want anyone going over at 10 o'clock to start watching the re-air either. And so they were trying to keep people away from it by overrunning 10 o'clock at the end of the show so that you wouldn't be inclined to just jump back in six minutes later on the re-air of, of AEW. It was un, it was incredibly in your face how you, much... You know what? I, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's um very uh, unsurprising I, for I, the first week. Uh, it'll be surprising to me if they do this every oh, I, week. I don't think they can, right? But my, my thing is this. My thing is this. Like, I get it. It's easy to make that argument, and I'm not even saying that it's wrong. But they overrun. They used to overrun on Raw all the time. No, I know. But why did that start? Because of because of WCW, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like that That's was why reason. it started. Dude, they, they run. No, they run on. What are you talking about? They used to. They were overrun on Raw like two weeks ago. No, like, they, they, no, but, no. but why was they, it they originally started, started? They started doing the saying. overruns that, years ago to keep people from going over. Bro, the end. WCW hasn't been around in. I know, the, years. and they've been doing overruns. That doesn't matter. Something it can does. start. Night. Something can start twenty years ago for one reason, and then stop one year later. That reason stop one year later. Nineteen Sometimes years later, it's not relevant. Doing it because people are used to it. But they don't always do it. My point is that they've done on the USA Network overrun their wrestling shows. Hundreds of times. Of they said they have, they four, have. They have fourteen hundred episodes. They've overrun hundreds of times. But of why did it start? Th that doesn't matter. It does matter. Well, no, no, no. Hang on a second. It, I, I can make both arguments, right? A AJ, nobody's saying that it was crazy that they did it no. last night. Like nobody's suggesting that it was wild or anything along those lines. The reporting that exists of why they did it makes all the sense in the world. They don't want people jumping over either for the end of the previous show or to watch the next of the start. Because the idea being, if you don't watch the re-air either, you're not likely to watch it the next day, and so the ratings don't look good then. Then at that point, it, you don't get that ratings point. If you're not watching it until the next day, you've lost on that ratings point when the ratings come out today. It makes complete sense. that Nobody's knocking the idea that they I'm would not, do it. I already said it makes sense. Right. My point is like... Acting as if like this was out of this world that they did that no. is crazy to me. No, no, I'm not, no we're it's not, not out of the it's world. It's not saying it's out of this world. It's saying it was a clear, um, deliberate tactic. It's an acknowledgement, and that's fine. Like yes. it'd, it'd almost be dumb in the same way that I said it would almost the bare the bottom. The reason thing, it was brought up by Glenn, and correct me if I'm wrong, is because there was all this shrugging of, well, no, we were always going to put NXT on Wednesday. We're not counter programming. We're, we're, and then they clearly fucking counter-programmed, and there's nothing w wrong with that. I they, would have they, done it, too. They should be They put the title match at the beginning right. with 30 minutes of non, no commercials. I mean, that clearly 
was a it was on purpose you know what i mean all of those things were very apparent and that's fine that's what they should be doing they have the benefit of being able to do that because they have a long-standing relationship with usa because this is less of a test between wwe and usa than it is a test with aew and tnt they have the benefit of being able to do things that other companies wouldn't be able to do of course they should do all of those things it would be dumb for them not to do those things for them to just invite you to go look at the other wrestling show during the course of the night that would be insane it it again the only context being I, I have been inclined like we we brought up the the fight for the fallen versus um uh, uh the evolve show right where I am inclined to believe that that was more it just sort of worked out that way that they had always intended to putting that evolve show which was scheduled first the intention was always that that was going to be on the WWE network and it happened to be that AEW booked the same show, and then AEW tried to push the idea that they were counter-programming. I agreed that that wasn't a counter-programming thing. It was an Evolve show that was scheduled a long time out. The WWE's clearly had a relationship with Evolve, and it was their 10th anniversary show. Now, but this, w- yeah. <laughs> what, would Paul Heyman have always been there had there not been an AEW show the same night? I don't know. I can't speak to some of those individual things that played out that night. But I'm, I'm willing to give it that I don't think that was counter-programming. I think it's unbelievably apparent that they were counter-programming last night. And that's fine. You're allowed to, and you should be. Of course you should be. You'd be crazy to not counter-program uh, the night that another wrestling show is debuting. Um, it's, that's the only point that I'm making there. It's not, it, yeah. it's not a knock in any way on what they were doing. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Um, but that was the only thing that really other jumped out at me. Uh, Brian, anything else that jumped out at you from being there at AEW? Um, I think that, um, uh, so, you know, Aaron mentioned that the dark matches were good. They were fine, but they were not put in the right place. I mean, they ended the show with, there was a, there was a, uh, eight man tag. Um, it, it was, it was a great match. It had the Lucha Bros and, uh, I believe, uh, Jack Evans and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, and Angelico. Angelico, yeah, yeah, and Helico, right? And sorry, I can't hear anything. It's, keep going, just keep going. Okay, so yeah, I mean that was great. There was a women's match that fell flat that nobody was paying attention to, and then the uh, the uh, Luchasaurus and um, Jungle, Jungle Boy. Boy, yeah, and Jungle Boy. They're they they had a six man match with that little guy, whatever his name is, and um, that little guy, whatever his name is. Uh, who is he? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know which one. I don't, need, I don't know which one you're referring to. There's like a really tiny guy that's like part of their group, I guess now. Uh, with, Lucha Express or whatever they're called. I, I genuinely uh, didn't know that. Yeah, well, Aaron's. I, I had to rely on Aaron, but uh, they fought uh, SCU, and so that was the, what they left. The, they left the crowd with that, and then um, uh, I think Frankie Kazarian took the mic and said all this stuff, and they broke kayfabe and all hugged it out. I know it was real weird, the ending. Um, they didn't have Cody or anyone come out and thank the crowd. It was those guys to say you know all this stuff about them changing wrestling and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was like putting main event after Raw. You know, it, it, it very much felt like that. The television show itself was great. It, I mean, it wasn't... You know, we always wondered if it would be too small for the space. Like, I always, I always make the comparison, like, nowadays, like, bands are really smart about playing arenas. When they do, they make sure they can fill them. And by that, I don't mean the crowd. I mean their performance, like the production and all that. 
that when we were younger, bands, when they got big enough, would play an arena to a backdrop. And you're right, like, that right. is why the arena business died for a while, right. because you can't do that. That was this. This was not that like they were big enough for the space. Um Clearly, and, and I guess it came across on and, TV. And that's what I'm you know, about. Glenn, the, you're saying the look was unbelievable. It was an they, unbelievable. They play the look. part. Like it works. They just need to fix some things. And I, I don't mean to come across as too negative. It's just I think NXT knows who it is so well. This product doesn't yet, and that's okay. It'll get there. Um, we don't have the storytelling because there's it's the first show. You know, we're coming off of a lot of weird one-off matches and stuff, and just random attacks and things like that. We'll get there. We'll get to the point where we can't remember. You know, that's where we we're with WWE. Like you can't remember what the start or the or, or the middle is. You're just constantly in it. Once we get to that point with AEW, then we can really judge like how it's doing. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I think I it's think hard fair. to say from this one show. Yes, right. it's a great wrestling show. Is it gonna you know turn into like I can't wait to see what happens next week? It's not there, but I hope it gets there. I don't think there's a problem with that. And you said this is the other thing that jumped out at me, and I'll, we'll wrap the conversation this way because we were talking about this on text last night. The biggest thing that I came from watching those two shows last night was saying NXT. Again, I go back to the look for the casual fan. NXT needs to get out into arenas. They need to get out into yes. bigger buildings, and it's not going to look like that for AEW every night, right? Like when they go to Charleston, West. But Virginia, I don't think they do, bro. I, for you, it, because it's you're in on though. it. It's gonna you're, happen. You're no, in on no, no. I mean, it, it, it is. It is gonna happen. But I, I don't think that they. That crowd is different, bro. That crowd I, is I, part of the show. I understand. It, it, you're I'm right. Not, I'm not dismissing that. I'm saying for the casual person, not for the wrestling fan, not for the person who's inclined. But let's casual, be let's be 100 percent honest, bro. Let's be 100 percent honest about the wrestling business. The casual person is gonna watch Raw or now SmackDown. Well, they want some of the. They don't put a show on USA Network because they're not trying to get yeah, some I of the think, casual. I people. think they're gonna. Bro, USA Network has shows that you couldn't even begin to name. So well, putting you, an I on there is not crazy. I couldn't, but they're not running like USA's not running. Um, you know, infomercials, right? Like they're running shows that they're trying to get pop culture people to watch, and like that. That's that's not my area. It's not my world. But there's a we reason got, they wouldn't. Guys, give I got a break. I got a break. All right, we'll see you in a minute. Um, right, there's right. there's a reason why they wouldn't give up the second hour because they had suits on TV because a lot of fucking people are watching suits and when Mr. Robot comes back in a couple of weeks a lot of fucking people watch Mr. Robot and are into that show like they they are clearly not giving away two hours on a Wednesday night without the idea being that they're going to get some casual observers like they're they're looking for that crowd and in simply the look of the two shows AEW look for the casual person looked big now again it's the first show it's in a DC, it's a sold-out Verizon Center Arena. It's the same thing that when you tune into a baseball game, one place, and it's you know it's a jam-packed, exciting. It's the Yankees, right? Like you're gonna be inclined to want to look at that. Like it's a it's a good visual for you to look at if you don't know a lot about baseball. That's the thing that I was talking about in the look of the two shows. I think NXT, because of that, is going to have to get out. I don't know if they have to do that every week. I don't know if they have to do that. I, but do you think do you like do you think that AEW is going to be able to no that's the other side of it. Of of they're not going to be filling the DC arena every week and I said like when they're in Charleston it won't look quite the same when they're in an insert name here like they're it's not going to look quite the same it definitely looked different this time because this was their first show and they were able to jam pack you know sell to the gills an NBA arena you're right it won't look like that every week and you know maybe to your point AJ does that make it closer that it doesn't look so disparate between the two shows 
it's totally possible that that's all you need in order for the thing two things. But the look was very different between the two shows last night. It was something that if you had tuned in, if you were just somebody who was you know flipping through and you tuned into TNT, you looked at that and said, "Holy shit, there's something happening there." Like I'm not into uh, watching people play video games; it doesn't do anything for me. But when they were doing the fucking video game tournament and they sold out the U.S. Open Stadium that they play the the tennis final in, and the place was jam packed. I was inclined to look at it because I'm like, holy shit, there's something going I don't understand it, but there's clear as fuck something going on here, and it looks amazing. Um, yeah, I've never understood that concept. Of the look of something? No, the fa- the no people watching people play video games. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I'll never understand it. it. Look, in fairness, it didn't get me to tune into the next video game tournament. Like, it's not like I said, well, now I'm going to watch every video game competition. Like, I, I love, like, I, I'll play video games until the sun doesn't rise anymore, but... Like, to watch other people do it couldn't be me, player. Um, I, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me either. It does nothing for me. All right, um, we'll grab a break here. When we come back in, we got to make our picks. It's Hell in a Cell on uh, Sunday night, and uh, we will get into that next. Uh, Brandon will be back. Uh, Aaron, uh, F him, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms' chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms' world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. I didn't know you were a big how to get away with murder guy. Yeah, I mean Annalise Keating is one of the better characters in uh, television history. How about that? How about that? I learn something new every week. Back in here, segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, and of course the main event, AJ Francis, aka Frank, uh, the boys. And plus, I, I'm really hoping that the fiend gets away with murder this week. Ah, I see what you did there. Not bad, sir. Not bad. <laughs> Hey, I have no idea if we're actually going to do a third segment this week because everybody's—it's a cluster for everyone, and and AJ's got to run at some point, and Brandon has a pretty important meeting today that you guys are going to be excited about as wrestling fans when you find out what it is. But I don't think I'm actually even supposed to say that much at this point. Um, so we all—we're we're kind of an, a mess. Let's just go ahead and talk about Raw before we uh, get to our picks for the week. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're, if you didn't hear, we're taping on Thursday, so we have not been able to see SmackDown yet. So. Clearly, there'll be a shit. But starting next week, we're gonna be taping on Tuesdays so that you will get. Again, next week is gonna be weird. We may or may not do a show. We might just wait until after the draft to do our next show, just because. uh, Yeah. Maybe we'll do. Everything's a a cluster right now. But yes, the idea will be that we will reset our week so that Tuesday or or the Raw will be the end of the week. Like we'll cover everything: SmackDown, pay per views, the Wednesday night from the previous week. We will cover all of that on Tuesday moving forward when we start taping again. So it's, we're all trying to figure every, it's Dude, it's weird for everybody, right? Like this is a, a, a whole new world for all of us. Is, yep. Uh, a whole new world. Close your eyes. It's much better. I love that. I fucking love that song. That song is a jam. I don't care what anybody says. That's uh, When you say that line just by itself, it's super dirty. Uh, you know what? It is. It is super <laughs> dirty. All right, um, let's talk about Raw. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something happened. <laughs> Close your eyes. It's much better. God. <laughs> like, I'm, okay, I want it to be known. I am by no means a prude. In fact, uh, in my younger years, I was, uh, you know, I was an explorative man. <laughs> I was legitimately like, I, I, I was revolted by what I was watching on my screen. <laughs> I couldn't help it, and I'm not like, I'm not saying that real talk. Like, I don't think it's a problem that they did it. Um, but like, I legitimately was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> It, it definitely worked for getting me to, to react. It definitely worked for that uh, as Lana came out and legit tongue-kissed Bobby Lashley for yes. five fucking minutes. Yeah, like like they basically mated with each other with their mouths. Yes, there was legit pre-sex occurring on the fucking <laughs> ramp in front of the Titan Tron. And I get it. It's the wrestling business. It's all gimmick. Like, I understand. I get the bit. But, I, bro. Like, there is a part of me that thinks... Like, you just... I, yeah. The, the I'm only, not about to just watch Bobby Lashley tongue my joint for two minutes, That's bro. the thing. That This is the only issue that I... Look, again, the people not that are... my wife. The, no, pe- the, the people that have a problem with it being too low rent in general, I... I un- it's borderline, but I think it actually worked for what they were trying to no, do. No, it did. It definitely worked. Right. I'm just like... Like ooh, like I can't ooh, I can't believe it. Like right, and that's when it, when it happened. I was like, bruh, and Bobby Lashley was like, "You about to let me tongue your joint?" All right, bet. Right, right, <laughs> and this like it was so shocking that I think I got past the is this low rent because it was genuine. Like I can't fucking believe they did that. And um, then and then the fiend comes out. You're like, what? I'm in a glass case of emotion. There's a lot happening. There is a lot going on in a short amount of time, man. Like it is a lot of a uh, lot going on. The issue, of course, that people would have is Rusev's character. The idea that you would just stand there as that was occurring problematic. Unfortunately, I mean, not re- not not not. Unless, I mean, by the interview earlier when he says, uh, right, when she asked him what's going on at the house and he doesn't say anything, right, it kind of lends you to believe that he already knew this was popping, right, and he was just like upset that it happened in front of everybody. Now, so because of that, I don't have a problem with him. Just his character standing right. there. The question is, are now, I do have a problem with him as a man standing there. Like, come on, bro. Agreed. Agreed. You uh, already outkicked your coverage, bro. You can't lose it to Bobby Lashley, bro. A big swole bowling ball looking ass. Now, there's there's a couple of things here, right? The immediate re- response is they're doing the cucking character that they had been teasing with the Canalysis. Like this is what they're they're gonna do a whole cucking bit with Rusev. Yep. I I think I would be disappointed. I don't like that bit. I don't think that that. I just don't think there's a lot of meat on that bone. Um, oh, there's going to be a lot of meat on well, that. Well, I mean, in fairness, there's probably... Oh, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want yeah, to do this. See, why are you? Why are you this I way? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I I think that has its limits. Because ultimately, like, is the joke just that there's a cucking thing happening? Well, like, are you going to make Rusev and Bobby Lashley tag team partners? <laughs> like, Oh, my God. I mean... No, bro. They got to fight. In the world's largest Volkswagen dealership, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it in Riyadh, AJ. It's a place in your heart. 
It's a random place <laughs> called Riyadh that could be anywhere. Um, I, the world's largest Volkswagen dealership, bro. I already know. Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, bro. I like this storyline better. I'm just telling you, if this ultimately proves to be a they were in on it thing that you never really answer, right? Like, I love this storyline. If it ends with Lana screwing over Bobby Lashley and then Rusev laughing that he was in on it the whole time and then all of us saying, like, bro, you what? just... That's exactly... <laughs> I would love that. Uh, yeah, I that, mean, that would be great. But would, and be- if they just never addressed it, if they just had it, like, be, ha-ha, we got you... Where at the end you were like, wait a second, this guy was having sex with your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you. Yeah, joke's on you. I was in on it the whole time. Like That, to me, would be (laughs) such a wonderful way for this to finish. (laughs) If the whole thing was like, wait a second, wait, what? (laughs) That would just make me very happy. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think that ultimately they'll do some fight for Lana's honor. I think uh, think ultimately Rusev's going to kick Bobby Lashley's head off of his shoulders. Um, I, I mean, yes, yes, I think that's correct. I think that's where this ultimately leads to. I don't know. I was not as down on it as other people were. Um, Me neither. I, and I, and I, I, like, I get it. I, I get that you think that it looks low rent, but it was so wonderfully shocking that even if it is like there's a lot of but shit. why is but why is that low rent everybody wants they they always say they want things to be edgy that's fucking that's, edgy dude and that's and that's the thing right like there's a lot that's of fucking shit. edgy dude a fucking small ass black dude tongued your wife on national tv bro that's well, fucking wait, edgy, wait a second dog. why does it matter that he's black what's that all about huh i don't really see race myself yeah all right america does I, well that part is true um Look, I know I'm, I'm with you. And again, like some of the stuff that was low rent before is some of our most memorable moments in the history of professional wrestling. Right. Like it was low rent as fuck that they had Mark Henry eating Mae Young's edible panties on television. But you know what? We all fucking I don't know remember. if you know this or not, but but Stone Cold came out in a beer truck and sprayed everybody in well, fake I beer. I refuse to ever address that as being low rent. <laughs> that was exactly what a human being would do in such a circumstance, <laughs> as was Kurt Angle spraying everyone with milk. It made complete milk! and total sense. It made utter and complete sense uh, for that to occur. So I disagree with you on that being low rent. Um, yeah, it was. look, it was a genuinely shocking moment. It got the exact response they wanted. People were absolutely talking about it the next day. Um, and it's pretty clear that in trying to separate Raw and SmackDown right now, that they are willing to push the envelope a little bit more on Raw. And I think that's a pretty good way for them to create separation on these shows. For the people that were bitching, remember a week ago, hey, you know, the moment that I saw who the announced teams were, it was pretty clear that Raw was going to be the B show again. Well, a pretty good way to say, hey, we're going to do a different show is to do shit that like ain't going to be happening on Fox. That's not going to occur on Fox. Yeah, definitely not going to happen on Fox. And I'm not saying that I need to see Bobby Lashley making out with somebody's wife every week on Raw. Like, that's not what I want to tune in every week to see. But I'm good with there being more of a there's going to be shocking moments that occur on the other show. And that's why you have to tune in even if, like, six big stars all end up on SmackDown because Fox paid us a billion dollars. Um, there's going to be shit happening on Raw that you're going to people are going to be talking about the next day. You're going to have to tune in every week in order to see that. I think that's a pretty good way to separate the shows. I'm in for it. Um, I'm yeah. down with that. I was not. Look, m- at some point, maybe I, the word is that Jerry Jerry Lawler is not long 
for the uh, Raw announce table that he is just a sort of temporary solution until they decide what they're doing long term. Bro, he said that he said heavy machinery were the tank brothers. Yeah, yeah, I, he was not there. <laughs> uh, like, I think the word that I've been hearing is that Mickey James is someone they're strongly considering for that role moving That'd be forward, cool. and that works for me. Um, I, I'm, what about I'm, Alicia Fox? I mean, my God, just cancel everything else. Like, I would not watch anything else all week. Um, I'm sure Dio Madden is very good. Uh, it's hard to get a feel for him in that. I just don't like. I have so little experience with Dio Madden. As I attempted to ask Aaron who he was a week ago, and Aaron didn't know who the fuck he was. So it, it shows everything you know. And apparently, he did a couple weeks of 205 Live. I, I, unfortunately, I just haven't been able to watch 205 Live, so I don't know. It was a weird circumstance to get a feel for Dio Madden. It felt awkward. It felt disjointed at the broadcast table. It felt like something they had just thrown together last week, which I think that's what happened, is they just threw it together last week. They've got to hit their stride moving forward, or, as a peop- people apparently See, think. See, the thing is, they just don't, right now, the Raw broadcast team doesn't have a heavyweight hitter. Right. They don't like, have, that. Corey Graves like, is that guy, yes. Corey Graves is the heavyweight hitter of Friday night's. Mauro Ronaldo is the heavyweight winner, hitter of Wednesdays. Right, right. They correct. need they need somebody on Mondays to be the heavyweight hitter, and frankly, it could probably end up being Mauro Ronaldo. Um, I, I mean, you got a pro- Would anybody have an issue whatsoever with Mauro being the guy on Raw and NXT every week? Um, no, that would be wonderful. I don't. I don't know if his schedule allow it because he also still does boxing. Um, uh. But I mean, like it. And there is a part of me that says if you're going to have him on one show or the other, like he's become so – it's hilarious because he hasn't really been there that long, but he's so fucking synonymous with NXT at this point that yeah. I would almost say if you have to choose one or the other, I would keep him on NXT. I just don't want to – When I, he said – when he said – I forget what match it was. He, he, he said, he is out like a light. Hey, like a light. I said, bro, you did not – just quote Drake in the middle of a wrestling. It was match, really bro. good. Like, it was really good. Although I'll give the AEW crew uh, credit as well because Excalibur quoted. Have you been watching uh, the Royal Gemstones at all on an HBO? No. It's amazing. It's John Goodman. It's fucking amazing. It's just an incredible show. And there is a catchy song that they sang in one of the episodes of that show, and Excalibur dropped it on uh, AEW this week as well. So I gave him credit for that too. Um, I don't know. Otherwise, like, Raw was fine. It's a weird time. Obviously, you know, the draft is coming. You're trying to build a pay-per-view, and you're also trying to push SmackDown at the moment. But Raw in general was fine. Um, I guess you and I get to pick what the best match was in WWE this week because um, nobody else is here. I I genuinely think there's one answer. Do you think it's Adam Cole and Matt Riddle? Yes, I do. I think (laughs) it is, too. So, I mean, like, the only thing I worry about is are we saying that just because they gave it the most time, right? Like, it was a... Nah, bro. They did a uh, they did a spot. Riddle gives a jump flying knee. Cole's no cells gives a insiguri. Um, uh, while he's getting up off the ground, Riddle no cells and gives a uh, German suplex, and then uh, Cole no cells and gives a neck breaker on the knee, and then they both double down. Like that was that was one spot in a 20-minute match that was incredible. Like, these guys are insane. These guys are idiots. Like, they're they're like two of the better dudes on the planet oh, Earth I currently mean, breathing air yeah. at the rest. Yeah, nobody's arguing in any of those. Uh, agreed in all counts. Um, I, I'm fine. Look, I'm fine with it. It's It was going to be my pick, so I'm completely fine with it. I just wanted to have a conversation about whether or not there was something that was equally good that just didn't get as much time in order to breathe. I mean, 
I am very nervous that we're only ever going to pick NXT matches for this moving forward. I am very nervous that it's just going to be us picking a bunch of NXT matches. Little inside, uh, I, 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 you know, I just can't reveal my sources and whatnot. But the reason why Velveteen uh, is currently uh, doing segments is because he has a little back injury from his match for the North American title. Oh, okay. All right. So it's gonna. You're saying it's gonna be a minute before. I don't know. It could be like I've had a back injury. I when I was on the Dolphins, I had a back injury and I was out for like three weeks. But I also had another back injury when I was in Seattle and I was out for a week. You know what I'm okay. saying? So okay. It all depends. All right. All right. Very good. Um, it could be. It could be four months. You never know. I don't. So here's the problem, as Aaron just pointed out to me via text. As of this moment, there are only three matches on the card for Hell in a Cell. Which is really fucking weird. <laughs> and I don't know how I didn't notice that until right now. There's three goddamn matches scheduled for right now on the card for Hell in a Cell. They are Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Okay. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Okay. And Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Okay. Now, I'm going to presume that there's going to be another championship match on the card. They just can't announce it until after we get past tomorrow night and Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. It's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston, the rematch with Brock Lesnar as champion. See, this is why I disagree with you. I think that Rey Mysterio is going to cost Brock Lesnar the title. I could could see that too. The way you book that is you have Brock Lesnar get just as mad as he was on Monday, he beats the shit out of the ref. Rey Mysterio comes down, and then the ref does uh, fucks up Brock Lesnar. Then so does Kofi, and then the ref does the "I'm dying." One, two, three. I can see that. I could absolutely see that. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways to go about doing it. I'm just, I was as convinced as you were that Brock Lesnar was winning the title, but I am less convinced today after what they did on monday night i am more convinced that mysterio gets involved tomorrow night somehow some way and brock lesnar does not win the title now where do you go with that does that mean it's mysterio versus brock and just a one-off match on sunday how could you slide somebody else in to face kofi do you do a triple threat for the title on sunday i don't know what you do i just don't know why you do that with Rey mysterio and brock lesnar if there's not a payoff to it right like it just feels like You've got to come back and do something else with that after having Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar interact that way. So that's my yeah. gut as to how that plays out. Um, that's my that's my thought on all that. So booyaka, booyaka. So we've got three matches. Let's just pick them, um, and then I guess we'll kind of make a picks a living thing this week. And you guys are going to have to watch us on Twitter as more matches get announced. We will put more picks up on our Twitter account at Jobbing Out Show. But uh, go ahead, uh, Brian and Reigns versus Rowan and Harper. Uh, I am picking the Bludgeon Brothers. I will also pick the Bludgeon Brothers to win that. And if you don't, what the fuck was the point of any of this? By the way, somebody also got back to me. Like, as much as I've been bitching about the fact that we lost Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, um, the other uh, somebody emailed me and said, Glenn, you're also forgetting that we lost Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe in the process. Did we never get a Roman Reigns-Samoa Joe match at all? Nope. I mean... Really fucking weird. Really fucking weird how this whole thing has gone. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like, I, there's a part of me that says maybe 
this all really is just an ends to a means and they just do Daniel Bryan and, and Roman Reigns. But, like, I have to believe once they put these guys back together, they've got to want something for them. So uh, Rowan and Harper, the pick. Uh, Becky and Sasha. Uh, I'm going with Sasha Banks. I will stick with Becky Lynch and uh, Seth versus Bray. See, I'm torn because I want The Fiend to win so bad. And he deserves it. And it's perfect timing. Like, you need to get... He's a heel. Seth's had a good run in which he beat Brock Lesnar twice to become Universal Champion. Like, give the belt to somebody else, A. But B, like, Bray, as the heel champion, can do so much with that character and can hold the belt literally until WrestleMania. Like, Um. and... It would be plausible because all he does is sneak attacks and scary, spooky shit and all types of shit like that. But we didn't see Braun Strowman on Raw. We did not. We did not. And and that's intentional. That's because Braun Strowman is going to come out, rip the damn door off the hinges, just like I said before, just like Kane in the first Hell in a Cell match, rip the door off the hinges, beat the shit out of Bray Wyatt, and that's how Seth Rollins is going to win. I'm picking Seth Rollins. This goes back to the conversation we've been having about, like, do you have to have The Fiend win here? Like, this is a conversation that we've been having for some time about... The, what, there's what, the only way that they get out of it is, is this way. Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman ripping the door off its inches and beating the shit out of somebody is... Anybody loses that match. Anybody. The Demon loses that match. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you is the problem. I am inclined to agree with you. So I will also be picking Seth Rollins to win that match. <laughs> All right, we will make picks a living, breathing thing as more matches get announced over the weekend. Again, be following us on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. AJ, anything else you want to get into? Uh, yeah, my album comes out. Oh, right, yeah. Tonight. That's right. That's Free right. Agent, You're my sophomore a- album, Double XL Acclaimed. Um, I got Double XL Free Freshman. Okay, thanks. I got Double XL Freshman, uh, Rico Nasty on this album. Uh, I got 30 Black, who is uh, currently his his single All Talk is probably about to go gold because it's got it just he went viral in a mug. He's got two songs on the album. Um, some like Grammy nominated producers. Uh, like it is. A masterpiece, honestly. Um, it's called Free Agent. It'll be available on all platforms tonight at midnight. Uh, so by the time you hear this, it'll already be up. Um, so, you know, enjoy. I appreciate you guys. Make sure uh, you check that out. Awesome. Man. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, if, if this doesn't give me a – if this album doesn't make me a double XL freshman next year, nothing will. All right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, pick it up. AJ Francis – or Frank's new record, Free Agent, which is available right now. Or will be available by the time you hear this, essentially, is the point, um, on all of your various platforms. Um, brand, yep. uh, and, and, by the way, social media, of course, is? At AJ Francis 410. Also, I'm tripping. My album release party. Well, the album release party is I thought, Friday. I thought you were doing tomorrow, event. Yeah, October 4th uh, at FEW in Davie, Florida. Um, it's going to be great. Come out. Uh, something tells me, just like every other wrestling gimmick ever in the history of wrestling, brother, that somebody's going to interrupt and I'm going to end up in a match, brother. Um, mm, mm. And, By the way, and, when 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 you pay, when you paying up, huh? When you paying up? <laughs> 
What'd you say? When you paying up. What, boy? Just like I said, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan at Crown Jewel. Just like I oh, said. Oh, no. Just they like I said. The match. Just like I said, Ric Flair versus Hulk yeah. Hogan at Crown Jewel. Exactly <laughs> as I laid out. <laughs> no. I told Good you. Try. I told you that was what was happening. Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Good try, kid. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, I got my uh, the match with on October 4th at FEW and then at, on C- at CCW on October 5th in uh, Coconut Creek, Florida, I believe. They're both outside of Fort Lauderdale. Um, but on October 5th, it's Coral Springs, Florida. On uh, October 5th, I'm in a TLC match. That's cool. So you might get to see me do stunts off the ladder, wait, wait, brother. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. October 5th. So you're doing your album release party tomorrow night. Saturday yes. night, you got a TLC match. Yes. Holy shit, dude. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, a lot going I'm on, man. A lot going booked, on. Baby. Yeah. Booked, baby. And don't forget, he's coming back to Primal Conflict Wrestling as well in November. Mm-hmm. Primal Conflict. Ken Dixon, you still a hoe. We got we to gotta make sure we get Ken on so you guys can uh, go mano and mano here in the next couple of weeks. We will work on that. Oh, well, let me go ahead and pull the, pull the curtain back a little bit, brother. I already have that set up. Oh, very good. Very good. Looking forward to that. All right. Uh, Brandon's at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Ramsed Live. All sorts of stuff coming up. And be paying attention is all we can say at this point. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com, my website. I-, I have nothing else to say, by the way, about the Hogan Flair thing. I knew there was a reason why it was specifically those two dudes. I tried telling you guys. There, there's a when, reason. For, when Rick hit the ropes, I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, I, for a second, I thought it might be exactly <laughs> how I played it out. Now, this makes way more sense, obviously, but I knew there was a reason why it was those two dudes specifically. Um, I don't care at all about this, this match. It's just five guys that like, have nothing in common that are all going to wrestle for the sake of wrestling. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's all guys that we're going to care about, we're going to like. I just don't, I don't care about it specifically. It's just a way for them to get Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan to uh, wherever Riyadh is, uh, a place in your heart. Uh, all right, uh, Aaron, we already did a plug. Or we did, did we do the plugs? Who cares? Who gives a shit about Aaron? So for him, for Brandon, and for... The main event. 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 I think you got one more in, yeah. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out.